0: to find out if it's right for you.
1: The weekend had finally arrived in my...
0: How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.
1: My friends and I set out for a much-needed camping trip in the remote woods of Harrington Forest. We had planned it for months, and the excitement was palpable as we pitched our tents and settled in for the adventure. On our second day, while hiking through the forest, we stumbled upon a mysterious cave hidden beneath a thick canopy of trees. The entrance was almost obscured by tangled vines and overgrown foliage, making it seem as though the cave was beckoning us to discover its secrets. As the unofficial leader of our group, I suggested we explore the cave. It's not every day we find something like this, I said, my curiosity getting the better of me. My friends hesitated at first, but eventually agreed, and we decided to venture inside. We entered the cave cautiously, the darkness gradually swallowing us as we moved further in. The only light came from our headlamps, casting eerie shadows on the damp, rocky walls. The air was damp and musty, and the echo of our footsteps filled the narrow passageways. As we delved deeper into the cave, we felt an increasing sense of unease. It was as if something was watching us from the shadows, following our every move. We tried to shake off the feeling, telling ourselves it was just our overactive imagination. Our journey continued, and we discovered an expansive chamber filled with stunning stalactites and stalagmites. We marveled at the natural wonder, momentarily forgetting the unsettling feeling that had been plaguing us. It was then that we met Jack, the park ranger. He seemed to have appeared out of nowhere, but his presence was strangely comforting. Jack was an experienced ranger who knew the area like the back of his hand. He asked us about our intentions and warned us that this particular cave system was known to be treacherous and uncharted. Despite Jack's warnings, we were determined to push on. He agreed to guide us further into the cave, but only after we promised to follow his instructions carefully. As we ventured deeper, the oppressive atmosphere intensified. We felt a presence lurking in the shadows, and the sounds of our breathing and footsteps seemed to be amplified, as if to remind us that we were being watched. Jack led us to another chamber, this one filled with peculiar markings on the walls. They were unlike any cave drawings we had ever seen. The symbols seemed to tell a story of an ancient and powerful entity that had once inhabited the cave, As we stood there, transfixed by the markings, we began to hear an unnerving sound. It was a low, guttural growl, echoing through the cavern, sending shivers down our spines. Jack's face turned pale as he whispered, We need to leave. Now, we didn't need any more convincing. We followed Jack back through the winding passages, but the growling grew louder and more menacing, as if the creature from the shadows was gaining on us our hearts raced as we scrambled through the darkness, desperately trying to escape the unseen terror. We finally saw the entrance to the cave up ahead, the sliver of daylight offering a beacon of hope. We managed to escape and never come back. I want to preface this by saying I know what I saw wasn't a skinwalker but this is the most helpful supernatural thread I've seen. I've scoured multiple places on the internet, and I still haven't figured out what I saw. The door to my bathroom is at the end of my hallway, so there's no possible way someone could have walked by, looked in, and then walked away, coming from the right of the door. Anyway, I was in the bath, and all the lights were off, save for the candle I had lit on the counter. I happened to look back down the hall and in the right-hand corner, a pale white bald being looking at me. It had to be at least nine feet tall because my ceiling is eight feet, and it looked hunched over and was staring at me with its neck bent almost upside down. It looked kinda like Voldemort from Harry Potter, but tall and skinny. It was obviously gone when I looked back, but I haven't been able to figure out what it was. My partner suggested it was just a nine feet tall ghost, ha but I don't think so. Any help or what direction to look in would be appreciated. Early one morning, my friend Joe took myself and another butt of mine, Alec, on a trip to the Coast Range. We'd done this a few times in the Cascades, but hadn't yet taken a trip to this one particular area. South of Corvallis, then west into the mountains via logging roads through an area where odd things have been reported in the past. Joe was aware of this. This specific road goes up a canyon that holds very few homes. Approximately one half mile above this last house was a turn where several trees blocked the road. Probably Tiber thieves. At any rate, we couldn't drive over it, plus it was early March and not too many roads. If any had been cleared yet it was raining as it usually is that time of year but we'd been driving for two hours and wanted to walk we put on our hats and coats and just started walking in this road i honestly remember thinking we were making a lot of noise approximately one half mile from the truck we came around another tight curve in the road at that point my friend Alex stopped along the left side of the road which ran fairly steeply down into a small ravine where a crick was at the bottom. Joe and I turned to Alec, who was looking at something along the side of the road. He told us to come back and look at something. We did, and what he had found startled us. It was a clear five-toed footprint of very big size. We couldn't believe it. The camera was in the truck. The rain was coming down, and we knew the clearness wasn't going to hold long. This is also how we knew the tracks were fresh. They were ringing with such detail it was obvious that we had spooked it up out of there. We'd been right on top of it. If we just hadn't have been talking and laughing it up, perhaps we would have seen whatever it was. Joe finally opted to go back to the truck to get a camera. Alec and I stayed there and literally watched the truck dissolve with the rain. We couldn't tell where the beast had gone on up the hill. Lost the tracks once they hit the gravel on the road. So we backtracked and followed them quite a ways down the canyon. Most of the tracks were simply large impressions in the duff. The only one that was clear enough to totally see was the one Alec first spotted. Alec went back to the first track and I started walking the timber back toward the general direction of the truck. I was basically walking with the road only down in the brush. About 30 feet away from the tracks were a second set of smaller prints that also came up out of the canyon and headed up to the road. I followed them up, and about ten feet short of the gravel, they cut to the right. This would have been right toward us. They cut, then straightened out, and we across the road at an angle. Then I lost them. About ten minutes later, Joe finally got back. We took Cures, but as we had figured, the tracks were mere disturbances in the ground now. Nearly all of the detail was long gone, washed away. Only big foot-like outlines remain. While we were taking pics, Joe suddenly asked if we had heard anything. Without thinking twice, I said I would heard bird calls. Joe looked at me a long time, then said he'd heard bird calls back at the truck. There's a problem here. Birds don't call in the rain. The calls we heard were omsot crow, like only not, very loud. We were getting soaked, had been there over an hour by this point. So we went back to the truck and left. Later, when the pictures came back, we were very disappointed with the lack of detail. I had this old century house in Missouri where it had all of these outbuildings like barns, sheds, and a chicken coop. The whole place always felt weird, but especially the chicken coop it was so bad, my parents didn't even let me within 500 feet of the chicken coop. That area felt like hell and full of dread. What really set stuff off was when me and my cousin saw this skin color, naked humanish figure inside of the old chicken cup through the window. I saw this thing a few times and it always seemed like it was pacing in there. Me and my whole family kept our good distance from that place, so I don't know if it ever noticed or cared about us. The farmhouse was built in Battlefield, Missouri, where a large battle from the Civil War took place, so I think this thing could have been a ghost or spirit of a dead soldier. This can also be further evident by my aunt, who says there was the ghost of a boy wearing a Confederate uniform who was trapped in one of the bathrooms. This encounter happened many years ago when I was 15 years old. I only recently started reading information on the internet describing this creature and now I have a desire to tell my story. This encounter happened at my grandparents' lake cabin south of the town of Danbury, Wisconsin, east of Highway 35, around Devil's Lake. My background has always been the great outdoors, playing and exploring in the woods. During this time period, I was very comfortable going out by myself for all-day adventures. On the night of this encounter, I had gone to sleep around 10 p.m. It was in the summer, so no school. This night was warm, so I had the bedroom window slightly cracked for some air circulation and to hear the crickets and outside noises. This always would put me to sleep every time because, like I said earlier, I was very comfortable in the woods and nothing was out of the ordinary that night. Now, at the time, my grandparents' bedroom was on the other side of the cabin. They also had a black Labrador retriever that always slept in my room. Most of the time, this fact will come into the story later on. I had fallen asleep like I always did at this cabin. Hours later, I never knew exactly what time it was, but it was late and everyone was asleep. I suddenly awoke feeling something was wrong. Being still groggy, the first thing I noticed was that nothing outside was making any noise at all. No crickets, frogs, or poor Wills, Nothing but total silence. I held my breath for a minute, listening very intently, thinking that was very odd. I moved my head to see the door of the bedroom the night light from the hallway was giving a slight glow and i could see that my grandparents dog was not laying in his normal spot on the floor or any place in my room i guess maybe two three minutes had passed and then i heard it a sound that to me sounded like a raccoon or some other animal scratching the outside of the cabin this continued and my mind wondered what the heck could have been making that noise It was still totally silent except the scratching noise that began to move down the wall, closer to the window of the bedroom. So I turned my attention to the window. It was very dark outside, but I could still make out the slight silhouette of the trees and the branches up high. All at once, the scratching stopped. I strained to adjust my eyes, and that's when it stepped out of the shadows and blocked out the view of the trees. It was huge. No animal I knew of or could envision was standing in my view. I couldn't make out any features of its body, but I could see the distinct ears of a canine on a large head. Then I saw its eyes and was paralyzed with fear. It was hunched down looking in the window. Its eyes were a glowing amber color and blinked every ten to fifteen seconds. My mind was racing. Can it see me? What's it going to do? What am I going to do? a chill went down my spine. I could hear it breathing. It let out an exhale that was deep, but not overly loud. Then it began to sniff the air. I could hear it clearly, only being around ten to twelve feet away from it. About thirty seconds elapsed, which felt like forever to me. But looking back, it was not much time at all. The creature then began to show its teeth, almost like a grin of satisfaction, that it had scared me so badly. Time stood still, then it stood up, off its haunches, erect like a man, and walked off, away from the window, in the direction of the lake. I knew this was my chance, so I jumped out of bed into the hallway, away from the window, and began to breathe heavy because I think I held my breath for over two minutes. I looked into the living room and could see the dog standing totally still, in a rigid posture hair standing on end, with a slight growl looking at the deck window. I turned to the hall closet and grabbed my 20-gauge shotgun and loaded it. It was only a single shot, but it was better than nothing, I thought to myself while I was trying to catch my breath. Then I realized if it wanted to come into the house, it could easily do it by breaking the glass on the deck patio. If it did that, I had no place to go, because I was trapped in between my bedroom and that patio window to my grandparents' room where my grandfather had a deer rifle that I couldn't get to. I stood waiting for around five minutes and nothing happened. The dog seemed to calm down and walked over to me and sat down wanting to get his head scratched. I thought about waking up my grandparents and telling them what I'd seen, but at the time, didn't think they would believe me after all i couldn't believe it myself so i calmed down and went back into my bedroom pulled the covers off the bed and slept on the floor with the gun and dog at the ready and a half sleep for the rest of the night this encounter had scared me so bad i didn't want to even get close to the window to close it all the way that night for fear of that thing coming back i waited until dawn before i closed and locked it once daylight was in full force I went outside to see if I could find any scratches on the wall or anything else, like footprints. I didn't find anything at all and was starting to wonder if I was going crazy. No, that thing was real. I continued to sleep on the floor for around a week before I felt it was okay to sleep in my bed again, but that window stayed closed and locked ever since. I didn't have any other encounters with a dogman after that incident and the memory was put out of my mind over time until recently. I was reading encounters on your website and saw that two other people had an encounter in the same area as me. When I saw their encounters, I decided to share my experience. You don't know what true primal fear is until you see one of these things and are face to face with one. I never want to experience it again, Hey folks, it took me some time, but I think I'm finally ready to share my encounter with you now. It happened in Western Germany, and what I'm about to share is the genuine truth. It all started with a horrible animal screaming sound outside my house at night, which I already compared to all wildlife animal sound records from zoology institutes, but nothing comes close to it. It kind of sounded like a woman screaming in agony but then again, even worse. It felt like I could feel the sound's vibration in my veins. It's hard to describe. It was really scary. I live in a tiny house next to forests, mountains. It was a dark October night, and I laid in my bed, which is in a sleeping corner. Right in front is a window, which is always half-opened, and above me is just a flat roof. Garden all around the house. At first I heard one animal, a creature, scream. Then there seemed to be two of them. They sounded very close and wouldn't stop screaming for minutes. The next thing I heard was something heavy running through the garden under my bed window, followed by heavy branches breaking at the height of my level, sounded by heavy branches breaking at the height of my level, standing floor. I also heard a loud rush of air or wind combined to that. In the next second, This animal slash creature jumped on my roof. So in that moment, it was right above me, kay, two, three meters. And that was the moment when things started to get messy and very confusing to me until this day. First, I want to point out that this animal creature sounded so heavy when it landed. I don't know any animal species that big around here. It sounded massive and therefore surreal. Also, the quickness of its movement seemed surreal. After that jump, it started to run on my roof, from one side to the other. It first sounded like it was something extremely heavy on two legs, but that suddenly changed to what sounded like something extremely heavy. On four paws, I remember sitting straight up in bed right under it with an intense pulse, and my mind just trying to process what I'm hearing. What kind of creature that is? That was also the turning point when I seriously felt threatened. Since I'm a girl living alone in a tiny house and didn't really have any protection to fight something massive like this off just knives or pepper spray, which quiet sure would have been useless. So I decided to do something stupid, I guess. I thought maybe I could shock it or scare it away, so I hit against my bed window with my flat hand as hard and loud as I could. What happened next messes with me until today. Not even one second passed after I hit the glass when this creature hit it right back from outside. So, it must have been sitting right above me in that moment and reached down to my window, and it reacted so quickly, it was surreal. The sound of what touched my window glass sounded like a mix between big claws and feathers. This reaction, and the way it sounded, put me in kind of a shock, I guess. I realized I'm quite screwed in that moment, because whatever it was, it was very intelligent huge and wouldn't back off that's how it felt to me as if it would say you have no power here I'm always one step further know your lane basically i just froze then on my bed my back at the wall and all i could to was staring at where it hit the window glass i was too scared too close it i was too scared to breathe even then it suddenly just left my roof which sounded again like a massive weight would jump off in the air I never shared this encounter before because I felt pretty alone with it. Until last night when I went on Reddit to look for someone from Germany who experienced something familiar and I was lucky. His post is today, 24 days ago. He and his hunting buddy heard the same screaming sounds from a cow's field. Then they were chased for a short time by something but couldn't see it. Reading about his encounter made me want to step forward with mine as well. Since there are quite some confusing aspects or details to my encounter, it's a bit hard to find someone with a similar experience. So I genuinely hope that this post reaches someone who can relate and who'd be open to share his air, her experience as well. If you'd like to know more about my encounter, please feel free to ask everything you like, of course. I'm a rancher in Oklahoma. Feral hogs are a problem in this area. I live north of the Red River on the Oklahoma side, close to West Cache Creek. One night a friend called me to go pigs hunting with him on one of his friend's fields that is getting destroyed by pigs. Here in Oklahoma, it is legal to hunt pigs and coyotes with thermal scopes. Feral pigs are mainly active at night. We rode by the river, then walked possibly 150 yards and sat up behind a fallen log. We sat and waited. It was a beautiful, calm night, and moonlight made visibility excellent even without the thermal. After maybe 30 minutes, we heard this screaming. It was very loud. We looked at each other, thinking it was a possible cougar, but couldn't tell exactly where it came from. When we heard a pig squeal to our right. In my head i was thinking a big cat caught a pig i looked through my thermal i froze an eight to ten foot tall creature had this pig in its hands it wasn't a small pig maybe 200 to 250 pounds and it was squealing and fighting the strength and size of this thing it was amazing it had a long beard dog-like snout and hairy But in my thermal, the images are white, so as far as the color, I'm not sure. As I was watching this thing, it literally ripped the pig in half with its bare hands, like a sheet of paper, and threw it on the ground. It started walking towards us. I nearly crept myself. I literally froze. I couldn't pull the trigger. In my mind, I was telling my hand to pull the trigger, but I physically couldn't. Then, all of a sudden, a massive log, maybe 30 feet long, two to three foot round, flew over the top of us. I jumped up and ran. My buddy was right behind me. We got in my ATV. I started it and held my foot to the floor. We were traveling about 60 miles per hour. It'll run 80 miles per hour, but don't believe it was at top speed yet. We busted through the gate to the pasture. I didn't even have a thought of getting out and opening it. We hit a ditch and went airborne and started to do a front roll, thinking this is going to hurt. The next thing I remember, we were sitting still, not moving and not hurt. We were sitting next to my pickup and trailer. What the hell? We loaded it up and went to his house in silence. Not a word was said. We pulled up to his house. We went inside. His wife asked, What's wrong with you guys? You look like you've seen a ghost. Where are your guns? I said I think that it can keep the guns I never even realized our guns were left laying by the stump but I didn't care I was glad to be out of there I live about 40 miles from him now this is the creepiest part when I parked the truck and walked to my front door I noticed something in my yard about 20 yards from the front door is that rifle I left down at the river holy crap that thing knows where I live it's 40 miles away Nothing has happened since then, but I don't go out at dark unless I absolutely have to and haven't been back to that creek or river since. And I don't plan to, but I do feel something unnatural saved us that night. I'm FBI Agent Cade, and I have been assigned to investigate a string of disappearances in a remote national park. The disappearances have all occurred in the same area, and the victims have never been found. The locals believe that a cryptid is responsible for the attacks, and it's my job to investigate. I arrived at the park and began my investigation. I spoke to the locals and scoured the woods for any signs of the creature. But nothing came up, and I was starting to feel frustrated. One night, as I was walking back to my cabin, I heard a strange noise. It was a low growl, and it seemed to be coming from the woods. I hesitated, unsure of what to do, but I knew I had to investigate. As I walked into the woods, the sounds grew louder. I could hear twigs snapping underfoot, and the growling grew more intense. Suddenly something lunged at me from the darkness. I didn't even have time to react. I hit the ground hard, and the creature was on top of me. I tried to fight back, but it was too strong. It was unlike anything I had ever seen before. It had long, razor-sharp claws, and its skin was mottled with green and brown. Its eyes glowed in the darkness, and its breath was hot against my face. I tried to reach for my gun, but it was too late. The creature's jaws closed around my neck, and I knew that I was done for. I could feel its teeth sinking into my flesh, and I knew that I had only moments left to live. But then something strange happened. The creature suddenly recoiled as if it had been burned. It let out a loud screech and ran off into the woods. I lay there gasping for breath and trying to process what had just happened. I managed to make it back to my cabin, but I was in bad shape. The creature had left deep wounds on my neck, and I knew that I needed medical attention. But more than that, I knew that I had to warn the others. I reported the incident to my superiors, and they sent a team to investigate. They found evidence of the creature, and I was hailed as a hero for surviving the attack. But even as I accepted their praise, I knew that something wasn't right. The woods were full of secrets, and I had just uncovered one of the darkest. I lived near some kind of a large forest, and I used to go on long bike rides alone at night there just to have a moment for myself. The combination of absolute quietness and darkness is really unsettling, especially because even the slightest noise stands out. I took a different trail one time. In few kilometers later, there was a fallen tree blocking the path. I lifted my bike over it and kept going. A while later, I heard wood cracking and saw not far off from the trail a tree falling. Nope the F out of there! I work night shift. Three days ago I came home, took my shower and was sitting on the couch. I had a box fan in the downstairs window blowing cold air in. I live by an old cemetery in a small village next to a national park. I first thought something was wrong when the cats in the house were panic walking back and forth by the wall that's facing the cemetery. I watched them for a minute, and I heard what sounded like crying coming from the cemetery area, and a soft helped me. I sat there and listened and heard it again a minute later. I quickly took the fan out of the window and closed and locked it and made everything else was locked. The past few days since then, I've been feeling like I'm being watched. When I got home yesterday, my ears were ringing the loudest I've ever heard it, and I heard a soft sob again. I waited in my vehicle for five minutes, then walked to the door, that's ten feet away. When I was opening the door, I thought saw something out of the corner of my eye, so I hurried up and closed the door behind me quickly and locked it. Once I was inside, the ringing immediately went away, but my cats were moving in a panicked manner again. I didn't know until recently that you aren't supposed to say the names out loud, as it draws their attention as does whistling at night. This is in Northeast Ohio thought. Ever since I was young, I've seen a large black wolf with red eyes. The first encounter I had with it was when I was 12. I was walking home from school in the mid-afternoon and was mostly zoning out I used to bring my portable CD player to and from school and listen to CDs on my hour-long trek back home, so I didn't notice him at first. I had to trek through a large suburban area in order to get to my house on the far side of it from the school, but as I'm walking, I start to feel uneasy. I begin to look around and spot this wolf who stood as tall as I did at the time, five feet. And the only reason this is so ingrained into me is because I remember looking eye to eye with him. I was coming up a hill and about a block down on the corner of the road. He was just standing there staring at me. My grandfather was a nine handler, so I have been raised with dogs my whole life. I immediately went into play it safe. Mowed like I would with a large, unfamiliar dog and averted my eyes because I didn't want it to think I was challenging it. My turn was thankfully on my left, and the wolf out on my right, so I steadied my pace, reminding myself not to run. Running triggers the hunting instinct, and while I was still trying to wrap my head around the absolute massive size of this creature, I did my best to keep my eyes downwards, but at this point I was turning up my cold D-sack, trying to keep it in view. I kept the paws in my sight as I cut across the road up towards my house that was when they disappeared. I looked back knowing I shouldn't take my eyes off a stray animal, but he wasn't there. I kind of cursed myself mentally at the time. I think I was still in shock from the size that I hadn't processed that it was just a massive wolf in broad daylight. I remember chiding myself as I hurried into my house and closed or locked the door behind me, I lived in that house for a year afterwards and would frequently see him sitting in my backyard or in the field behind my six-feet privacy fence, running in the unkempt space or staring directly up at my second-story window. Then I moved from Colorado to Texas. I thought that would be the end of it, but I continued to see it. I was afraid at first of it, but over time grew used to catching sight of it. Most interactions were just catching him watching me. I never felt threatened, but he was always around. I've had multiple encounters where I wasn't the only one to see him either. I've had exes and my current spouse. Then best friends see him at fifteen on their parents. Almost four hundred acres of property one night when we were having a sleepover. The next morning we went out to roam the fields we found a dead cow who had been born apart. Limbs scattered all over the pasture it was in. However, it wasn't supposed to even be there. There were no other cattle there. They were all over a mile away behind two, three closed fences. I would put more here, but app or phone are lagging due to length. I'm happy to answer questions or go more in depth on some of my encounters with him, but most of it is just this, watching from a far and dead animal showing up afterwards. I'm 30 now. I moved back to Colorado last year, and I have seen him since the move, but the visits are fewer and farther between. Then they were in Texas, but I think part of that is because I live in a basement apartment now, and try and limit my outside exposure due to C-19. I'm high risk, and am not outside nearly as often. I'd love to find out just what it is he is, though. Maybe put my mind to rest. I'm sharing this story due to the request of another Redditor. This encounter took place in the winter of 2016 in Daviess County, Indiana. It was around 8 o'clock and very dark outside. I was out feeding my goats. The goat's shed was about 300 yards away from my home. To get to the shed, I had to cross two small fields and walk along a narrow path through the woods. These woods border an Indiana naval facility. After I had finished, I began to walk back i had crossed one field and was about halfway through the narrow path when I started to hear rustling in the underbrush. All I had with me was a little flashlight that only shined about ten feet in front of me. I was almost to the end of the path when I spotted something. It was on all fours with a bony frame, elongated limbs, and pale skin. While the first part of that description sounds pretty generic, it did seem to have a long and highly flexible neck. Not long after I noticed it, it noticed me and bolted down the path. It ran almost scuttling into the second field. This field had a small hill in the center. This thing fled and disappeared over one side. I ran as fast as I could around the other side of the small hill and zigzagged back to my house, where I quickly locked all of my doors. This thing was terrifying, but it seemed watchful more than anything, for now.